in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, we are certainly going to welcome in a couple of moments one of our favorite guests of the past year, that's Brian Bonner, who looks at the paranormal with a skeptical eye. But let's first talk, Randall and I, about the appearance of Preston Dennett on last week's episode. Now, Preston is a crack investigator. He's got so many cases. It's just fascinating what he comes up with. The only quibble I had, and I didn't make a deal of it on the show, but I'll say so now. He doesn't talk about a spaceship, a craft, an aircraft. He reaches his conclusion in his description. He calls them ETs. I thought that's going a little bit far. What do you think, Randall? Well, I guess it depends because, you know, in ufology, the jargon differs depending on who it is you're talking to. So for Preston, an ET might not necessarily mean something strictly interstellar or interplanetary, uh, which are a little bit more accurate in terms of what we're describing sometimes. I use the word alien just to indicate something from beyond the boundaries and constructs of our known civilization. So we may not know where they come from. We just know that they're coming from someplace and it doesn't seem from uh, within our society. So I, I, I don't really have too big of an issue with Preston using the, the term ET unless he specifically is saying, well, yeah, I think they come from space from another planet and another star system, which would make them interstellar. And although that's probably the most reasonable explanation, uh, we still don't have enough evidence to be sure of that. Brian, you're the more skeptical entrant in our little group here. What's your perception? Uh, well, if they're using the word ET, I mean, that really seems to have uh, a predetermined definition. If if I was going to determine, you know, looking at something and didn't know what it was, I really like the uh, the old-fashioned accurate term of ufo unidentified you know where there may be a belief that it's something else up until the point that we can prove that it truly is a ufo even if it's something you know our own military as long as you don't know what it is to you that is truly a ufo but that's just in generic terms, in if you're taking the acronym and interpreting it literally. But if you go back to the people who actually created that term, the United States Air Force, a UFO is anything from just some unidentified vague object off in the distance. They are specifically observations that rule out every known natural and man-made phenomena that they could think of at the time through careful investigation, which leaves only one thing, and that's something alien. And that's what UFO really was. It was an acronym to replace flying saucers. So essentially, it, it's a euphemism. It's the same thing. Well, and you know, one of the things that we kind of look at is kind of where you were going with that of saying that how can i put this just because you can't explain what it is doesn't mean somebody else can't and that's really been a hard part with researching anything paranormal is you keep saying well i don't know what it is therefore it's this 
but then you go ask somebody else and they're like, well, maybe it was this. And the more you research, the farther away that, that paranormal thing seems to go because there's so many different people with so many different ideas that you would have never even come up with. I think one of the most important things is just going and making sure that you you scour all the experts that you can possibly come up with before you even try to come up with an explanation. I think you bring up also something here about investigation, because I think most people who work as UFO researchers, they are sighting collectors. They're collecting Absolutely. the things that happen, the things that go bump in the night, and just like ghost hunters. They're ghost collectors or Bigfoot collectors. They're putting together information and assembling that information and applying theories to it. Like a scientist would, I don't think that's done very often. And I've criticized lots of organizations, some like the National UFO Reporting Center. It's a place to collect reports. We understand that. But where is the research going, Randall? Oh, yeah. The the hardcore research? Well, I guess we've got people like the Scientific Coalition for Ufology who are trying to bring more of a scientific attitude, for lack of a better term, to the subject matter. And I think that's really good. The problem is we can bring a scientific attitude, but without material evidence, we don't have any material to analyze. So we can have the attitude that, well, okay, perhaps we can look at it from a cultural phenomena and study the way people react to the various phenomena and look at it from an objective point of view. And I think that that's very helpful. And, but we can't still jump to the conclusion that, well, because somebody's looking at it from an objective point of view or even an academic point of view, that we have sufficient scientifically valid material evidence to conclude that ufos are some interstellar craft we can say there's something alien i think we've got enough to say that especially if we go with the actual usaf definition because that's very specific when we start moving off into the paranormal though then the whole thing becomes even more murky at least with ufology we've got like one definition that was set out back in the 50s and 60s by people who took it very seriously at the time uh, then the paranormal came along and it, it's there's sort of like almost anything goes and everybody seems to interpret it according to their own self-serving interest i mean don't you find that brian oh absolutely uh, the thing is you know kind of like you're saying the the whole paranormal thing has really added to the the, the, the whole storyline of, of UFOs, especially, uh, pop culture has come into it so hard that, and it's the same with the, any of the paranormal, that people have this kind of predetermined, we know this is what it is, before they do any research with it. And most people have lost that ability to do the research, kind of like you were saying, you know, Back in the 50s, while we have explained a lot of this stuff, at least they were trying to come up with some explanations before just jumping to a conclusion. You see, this is one of the reasons why some people accuse me of living in the past, because I bring up past researchers, past beliefs, and I say, what has changed from the 50s? I don't mean, you know, someone who's really looking into different 
options. I mean, it was very quickly accepted by Major Kehoe in the 50s, 1950, flying saucers from outer space. There's your answer. The government is keeping it a secret. There's the other answer. Tell me what's different now, 2019. Well, I think right now, kind of what you're looking at, what's different, uh, people's perspective on what they believe it is. I mean, back then, you didn't have as many as crazy as some of them may be, different theories on what they may be. You know, then you had, it was either something that was military or something that was extraterrestrial. And now... Based on your belief system, it can be extraterrestrial, it can be multidimensional, it can be another creature. It could, there's just so many different things that are, are tied into this now that weren't then. And I, I think being able to cut through and figure out which ones of these or how many of these have actually been created through just you know urban legend, myth, pop culture, things like that. So we can start doing research on this again. We'll cover more into the research and the ideas. Brian, Gene, Randall, you're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. I've probably noticed in the past five years that my eyes have gained a lot of fine lines, wrinkles, my crow's feet have gotten deeper. Wow. I was hoping for five years, but that's like what my eyes looked like ten years ago. That is really cool. Wrinkle gone? <laughs> it's easy. You just put it on your finger and go. Now I wish I had more down here because I can still see one wrinkle. It's bugging me. I am a little bit emotional. I Turning 40, I didn't think would be a big deal to me, but that looks like the me that I feel like inside instead of what, um, what I see when I look in the mirror. Try Instantly Ageless today at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com.
Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp-made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. In our previous section, Brian Bonner talking about the fact that there are more options to look at in terms of UFOs today, more possibilities as to what they might be. You want to go on with that thought? Oh, absolutely. The thing is, like I say, you really need to be able to look at all of these explanations. And before you jump to a conclusion based on one of them, where did this, this concept come from? Sometimes that'll help you rule things out. But kind of like you were alluding to before, we, in all of the paranormal, for the most part, are we're not investigating things that are physical, that are measurable, that are something you can get a hold of. We're more or less collecting stories. We're listening to witness testimony. Between the 50s and now, we've learned that witness testimony isn't nearly as credible as we once thought it was, which is why they aren't allowing it in court for the most part these days. So, you know, at what point, how do we actually get a hold of something physical? How do we record something? And how do we determine with the little bit of information we have what this is, where it came from, what are the possibilities? Well, you raised the biggest question here. It's anecdotal that the evidence is the testimony because there's very little physical evidence. And when there is, there are lots of things to dispute. But you still have to weigh the fact that 
most people who see something in the sky or landed or whatever, they saw something. And the question is, how accurate can you determine the thing or things they saw? Absolutely. And that is so difficult, given what what we now know about human perception, uh, how much things can influence your perception. Now, I'll give you an example. We had a case here that a family on kind of a punchline here, July the 4th, came home after seeing uh, Independence Day 2, and they saw strange lights in the sky. You know, if the fact they saw Independence Day 2, I thought they would vomit first. Well, that's true. But the thing is, there's your pop culture right there. They had just seen aliens, you know, destroy the world, basically. And they came home and saw some lights in the sky. And because they were primed for it, they immediately jumped to the conclusion without anything else we are being invaded. So they were on the horn to the cops and the news as fast as they could because they were terrified. That's a natural human reaction. I mean, it's not their fault. But at the same time, you know, when we got called into it and looked at it, it turns out that it's part of a 4th of July display that happens every year. We tracked back that the previous year, there'd been over 1,000 911 calls from this same display because everybody was seeing ufos you know you would think that people would at least go it's the fourth of july there may be some strange lights in the sky but because people immediately jump to that conclusion and they're afraid they they go for help well there is of course maybe also the will to believe that has got to be higher nowadays because ufos are being taken seriously in the washington post new york times politico and forgive this well cnn and fox news whatever your poison is both are taking it seriously well and you really need to look at just the saturation compared to 60 years ago right now everywhere you go is something paranormal or ufo turn on the tv every channel has ghost hunting shows has ufo shows has cryptid shows i'm a culprit as well i just got done doing a series of talks at one of our uh, local library systems that it was all about ufos and you walk into the building and every book in the place obviously for that part of the talk was specializing in this it's so prevalent now whereas 50 or 60 years ago it wasn't because it hadn't become that that pop culture icon well 50 years ago or more what happened in ufo research is that the news media would treat it as filler not enough murders or political shenanigans that day ah we have a flying saucer story let's do that Oh, they still treat it as filler. I mean, sure. you'll find it at the, we'll do this segment at the last 10 minutes as long as nothing major happens. So it, it's never the lead story. And I mean, even some of the things that have come from, from real scientific investigations into different things, all sorts of different scientific topics that should be the headline of the news, that the people don't care because it doesn't have that big grabbing 
title that you really need to sell advertising. You know, the other day I saw an article that went under the radar speculating on whether we are living in a computer simulation, assuming then that some advanced race would create AIs that can mimic living beings and believe they are living. And there you, you know, go from there. That one's been being batted around for a while now. And I think, and I'd tell you who the scientist was, but I'd be wrong. So I'm not going to make things up. Well, this uh, appeared in one of the major newspapers, I think, right. in the New York Times. But, but there was one scientist that came forward and he said, is it possible? And he said, absolutely. However, there's probably no way we could ever find out. And in the grand scheme of things, it really wouldn't matter. Because to us, life goes on. It's the same thing, regardless if we're a simulation or not. I guess it depends on how deep you want to think about that particular issue. Like, okay, so the Matrix really was brought that to the forefront. The, the whole idea has been around since the days of Plato. Right. But back in 2016, uh, you might, may have even seen this, and I mention this every second or third show, or sometimes, I don't know, it seems like every show lately, but the 2016 Isaac Asimov Memorial Debate, and that was hosted by Neil deGrasse Tyson, had David Chalmers on there, and uh, a host of particle physicists, Lisa Randall, I mean, people with serious credentials, and they're taking this very seriously, and think that maybe there is a way that we can tell that we're in a simulated universe. And that's by looking at the background radiation is right. one of the ways and studying the patterns that go on there to see if it adds up to being something that would be a natural pattern as opposed to something constructed is, is the type of thinking that's going on there. That's really interesting because if it does turn out that we're in that kind of a universe, life can change for us in some pretty dramatic ways. Because no longer are we in this infinite void where things really have actual distance from the point of view of a machine. Everything is the same distance. It opens up the possibility of things like stargates, being able to simply find a coordinate. And if we could interact with the main frame. Ooh, more to come with Gene Randall. And Brian, you're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Fellow patriots, my name is Todd Savage, founder of BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Like you, I was a prisoner of the alt-left sanctuary state until one day I chose to lead my family to freedom. Today we live on a sustainable 20-acre homestead where we shoot, hunt, garden, and homeschool our children without the tyranny of the nanny state looking over us. If you're ready to flee the city to the freedom of Idaho or Montana, our Black Rifle Real Estate team is here to help. Go to BlackRifleRealEstate.com. That's BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it.
USA Radio News with Wendy King. The problems in Portland, Oregon weren't as bad as many had expected. More than two dozen law enforcement agencies, including the FBI, were deployed to keep the peace in Portland, Oregon, after right and left-wing groups rallied. There were 13 arrests and some weapons confiscated. Demonstrators came from around the U.S. The Proud Boys began, and self-described anti-fascists also showed to confront them. Before the event began, President Trump tweeted that major consideration was being given to designate the left group Antifa as a domestic terror organization. This is USA Radio News. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. How could you not love him? Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. This is Jacques Vallée, you're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Of course, we're talking here about Stargate especially, because basically they're entering a dimension, or not a dimension, a location, specific numbers coordinating with the location of another Stargate. And once you have done that, you transfer from one stargate to another instantaneously. But that's saying that even space, time is an illusion. Actually, the stargates, they're going on the idea of a wormhole. This would be more like maybe something like in the sci-fi series Battlestar Galactica, where they simply dial in a coordinate and the system just moves it there. There's no going through subspace or anything like that. So, well, right. That's the thing. If it's a simulation, it, you don't have to travel 
Exactly. It, it just puts you there. But then comes the question, not about space, not about anything like that, but then it kind of breaks down into ethical questions of if technically nothing around you is real, there's no repercussions, why hold back? Oh, why? well, I mean, there is still repercussions, of course, because the fact that if we are a construct of some kind, we are a real construct of some kind. And if us as that construct, you and me, our planet, our universe, whatever it is, is damaged in some way, that has real consequences for us. And we can look at it in a positive or negative kind of way. Let's say we, we want to do mining off-world. Well, imagine how much simpler it would be to be able to just transport to another planetary system directly without any real lapse of time and be able to do our work there, bring it back. I mean, the collection of resources would be so much simpler. So would colonizing the rest of the universe that we're in. So for us, it would be a really interesting, cool kind of thing if we could get to that point. If it is a simulation, if it's not, then we're stuck having to go like light years at, you know, light speed, or if it's possible to go any faster, which they we're not even sure of, but then it becomes really a slow, clunky universe. Well, I'd say that if it was truly a simulation and you could crack that code, there would be no reason for you to have to even find a way to easily get to that extra place and do it. All you'd have to do is crack the code and say, over in this area here, I need these materials. Right, be able and to manifest just, them. And they would just be. Yeah, who knows? And that's the funny thing with paranormal those are some of the things that get described. And so the people that are into this theory that we live in some sort of construct, it's they, they're kind of drawn to this idea because it explains a lot of paranormal phenomena, things winking in and out of existence and you know, alternate timelines and that sort of thing. It's a possibility. And like I say, you know, we, we need to be able to look at every, every possible explanation that we can come up with and be willing to take other people's suggestions, criticism to be able to say, okay, well, maybe I was wrong. I'll look at this. Even if we've come to a hard conclusion, the thing about science is science, it never finishes. There, it never comes to an absolute conclusion. There's always a possibility that we were wrong about something. And that's what science is there for, is to show us you were wrong. Here's the Here's the current version of what we know to be the truth. Well, uh, yeah, I guess at least within the parameters that we're still unsure of. I mean, there's things that we do establish with science, and that's the beauty of it. So, you know, things like geometry, we're not going to be able to to change much of that. We've figured out how how that works. It's, the formula is always going to be the same, as long as you're in a 3D construct of some type. Uh, that's what I was going to say, until you start going multi-dimensional and then it starts doing some really bizarre things yeah but then that then we get into the whole math thing and i mean <laughs> math is just an abstract it's just an it's essentially an art form is what it becomes it's no it's not the real thing they're just drawing reality with numbers instead of putting it on a canvas we can do an you know a, an escher type staircase and map out all the points on on it on a graph but you still can't build the thing in the real world and i think people who are really into math they're so far into the math that they confuse it with the real world 
I, I think there's just things that you can do with math that you can't do in the real world. Ah, uh, but if we're a simp- if we are truly a computer simulation, we are math. Right, but math and has rules, and, and you can't break the rules, right? Otherwise, the system breaks. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's the whole point. Logic still seems to trump everything, it, right? It's only as good as our code writer. Well, I mean, if, if we're looking at dimensions, and this is one of the things that drives me crazy with people talking about dimensions, you know, higher dimensions and lower dimensions, and things coming from a higher dimension into a lower dimension, that is just not coherent in any way shape or form because the nature of dimensions is that they're all dependent on the pre-existence of the lower one before you can get to the higher one and therefore it works out that all dimensions must exist simultaneously or not exist at all i'm I'm not if i don't know if you're following me there but (laughs) well you know have you ever seen the uh and i don't remember who came up with the experiment where they were talking about two-dimensional creatures and they were basically using just two dots of paper on a table saying the whole flatland thing right exactly and something's above them they have no concept of what that is however they can still see a shadow they don't know where it's coming from because that third dimension is outside of of their reality. So, could something come from a, you know a quote higher dimension? Probably not. We may be able to see artifacts of it. We'd have you know, to, like you know, logically, one the, right? One of the things we couldn't is, get you know, around it. There'd be right? there's like if you okay. So if you got the people in Flatland down there okay first of all that's only you know length and width you add three dimensions to that so say now you can build a skyscraper well that foundation for that skyscraper is going to be firmly planted in those two dimensions down there right so they're just going to walk straight into that wall and they're just i mean they can't do anything about it they they might not know what it's about but it's going to be there exactly right you know that that was kind of one of the good explanations of that is you know something in a a 4d space we would be able to see, you know, they're like, here's a shadow of something that would be in a 4D space. We can't show you what it looks like, but we can show you what its shadow looks like because we can represent that. But it, we, we have no way to represent the actual thing. Well, even then, I mean, the whole 4D thing is, is a bit of a misnomer because when we're talking about spatial dimensions, well, then can- we only have the first three. Time isn't really a spatial dimension. And if you really look into the physics of it and the science behind that, they'll, they'll, they say that. It's like dimension for time is just sort of a convenience term. They don't mean it's like another spatial dimension. It's right. just sort of a, a dimension that, well, we add this factor or facet of existence into the model that has our first three dimensions plus time as another aspect. But because they, it's synonymous with the word dimension, they say, well, it's an another dimension of time, and then people confuse it as a spatial dimension. So it's no wonder that people have problems when they're starting to or trying to comprehend the whole thing. Well, and I think, you know, you're kind of touching on right there of what we're doing with any of this is only as good as what we understand right now. And, you know, we're, we're taking baby steps at this point. Do we need to do that? Absolutely. But, you know, a millennia from now, what we take as, you know, absolute fact and things that we know currently will have changed completely to, you know, 
things we can't even comprehend. But without these little baby steps of doing it, we'll never get there. You know, I have a crazy idea here that I always entertain or sometimes entertain. That reality is obviously changeable and it changes based on our perceptions of, of that reality because we are in part generating that reality. Of course, that goes to the co-creation theory for UFOs. And we'll get into some of that and more stuff. So our guest this week, of course, Brian Bonner, and he takes a, shall we say, somewhat skeptical approach, scientific approach. We've got Gina oh. Randall. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll-free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... 
Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. When you have a pain in the neck, Ugh. a real pain in the neck, back, shoulder, or legs, you now have two convenient choices to get fast relief without taking another pill. Because now, Sunny Bay heating wraps and pillows are available at both Amazon and Walmart. Yes, see Sunny Bay's four and a half to five star customer reviews on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. Our microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra large body wraps are designed better for perfect support where and when you need it. Even while driving, Sunny Bay wraps will not burn and stay balanced to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to help treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part, Sunny Bay quality products started under $20. Join thousands of happy customers and see why Sunny Bay products have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. It's easy. Click Amazon or Walmart and search today for Sunny Bay. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. want to mention something we don't mention often enough, and that's the fact that we have another radio show we do called After the Paracast. We offer it as a supplement, add-on feature, to those who subscribe to Paracast+. Plus. You get the commercial-free version of this show, free of the network ads. After the Paracast can be anything. It can be post-game talk, talking about the episode, special features, the continuation of the main episode with the guest, new guests. And of course, recently we've had, over the past few weeks and continuing going forward, William Puckett, a UFO researcher from Montana, former weatherman. Work for the EPA, and he gives us new sightings of the week. To learn more, go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. So I was giving you the folks, and Brian might have a comment, maybe Randall, that I sometimes entertain the thought of the reality is changing in the way as we perceive it. So maybe we did have a flat Earth at one time. Yeah, okay, so we have essentially... I'm a dualist, so I believe that there is an objective universe out there that is entirely separate from me, and that no matter what I think about it, it's going to exist at all in its own accord. Then there's our subjective reality, and that's our experience of the world. And so people's experiences of the world can be different from person to person, while the objective reality is going to remain constant. Yeah, this is a bit of a philosophical conundrum for some people because there are those who want to unite the two into some grand unified theory, but I'm just one of those who don't believe that's possible. And I think that people get so mixed up with the subjective side of it that they actually think that by imagining something and not doing anything objective about it, they can conjure it into existence, sort of the whole secret type of thing. What do you think of that, Brian? I completely agree with you there that that there are so many people that believe in that. And when we have anybody that has any kind of a paranormal experience, that, that kind of falls into that, where regardless of if it was real to the rest of the world, real to 
the the base reality to them it was real and that's something that's very difficult to tell people even if i find something that absolutely has an explanation when somebody has had something happen to them it is so real that it becomes their reality and it's almost impossible to tell them otherwise so i imagine you probably run into oh here's you know it's one of those buzz terms that has been gaining in popularity the whole cognitive dissonance thing oh absolutely i'll give you an example you know, a, a lot of people in the paranormal world hate it, but we have had lots of cases of sleep paralysis, absolutely documented. When somebody has had that happen, and I've even had it happen to me, the experience is so real, it's almost impossible to convince somebody that it was anything else. Because to all of your senses, that happened to you. And when somebody comes to you and says, I, I know that you know for a fact that that happened, but it really didn't, you're attacking a belief. And that is really almost impossible to get through. That's a common explanation. If it's not aliens, abductions are, or at least some of them, caused by sleep paralysis. Well, absolutely. And I mean, it's got to meet a lot of criteria to fit that. You know, you can't just go, hey, they saw an alien, it must be sleep paralysis, or hey, this must, there's a lot of things you have to, you know, jump through some hoops before you can say, yes, it was sleep paralysis. But there are a lot that do qualify for that. There's something here that, you know, when you started talking about belief systems that I, um, I wanted you to, to sort of go through with this, because I found it fairly interesting. And I I have to apologize because I only just managed to skim through it when I found it the other day, but it's on your website at RockyMountainParanormal.com. And it's this thing called the Denver ET Commission, where it looks like <laughs> it looks like they actually were trying to bring in some sort of a, a department within the city to deal with uh, the presence of extraterrestrials. And, and what was that? What was going on with that? I really wish I could explain that a lot better than I can. While this is going to sound terrible, but I just have to put it this way. While a lot of UFO experiences and experiencers are at least genuine to the people who have that experience, and a lot of people do see things that they can't explain or that maybe hasn't been explained yet, there are certain cases such as this one where everything from the bottom up was basically fraud and that's kind of the reason that we jumped in on it uh what happened is there was a reported ufo abductee whose initial experiences included videotaping an alien looking in his living room window the, the Romanek thing, right, or something? That's that's the one, okay, right? Yeah, oh, yeah okay. We know what most uh, any credible UFO ufologist thinks of that, but any, anyway, please carry exactly. on. Well, and that's why I was saying, you know, this whole thing was kind of based on a a fraud to start with, but then you add a person who was going to see this, who was extremely biased towards these type of just over the top beliefs without any critical examination and he was a local denver resident so he decides that he's had 
a, quite a few failed attempts at other committees, like not extraterrestrial, but still kind of fringe ideas that have failed. So he gets a hold of this one and says, the aliens are among us. We need to do something about it. And puts together what's more or less a welcoming committee for the extraterrestrials that are here. And at that point, it kind of upset me. First of all, we knew where the evidence was coming from, and we knew the, the quality of it. And secondly, I figured the amount of money that it was going to cost to have this whole thing done was, at the time, especially uncalled for. We need infrastructure. We need schools. We need all sorts of things that money would be helpful for. And this was going to take a lot of that away. So the only thing that we figured we could do was counteract it. So there was a big announcement that they were going to show the video, the Romanek video, and the world, for some reason, took note. I don't know. Oh, no. Know okay. Happened. The stars aligned, whatever it was. Uh-huh. But everybody was here. I mean, every national news outlet showed up for this press release. But they wouldn't actually release the video. They just showed it and released a still. And the night before the press conference, because we had seen the video at a local US UFO conference, uh, we recreated all of the evidence that they had. Because most of their claims were this could not be reproduced. Or if it could be reproduced, it would take you know, thousands and thousands of dollars and Hollywood special effects people. And it, it was just insane. So we decided the only way to do this is to try and see if we can recreate it, which is always a good way to you know, approach looking at anything. And for less than $100, and that's including a domain name and a website to put it on, uh, we recreated all their evidence. And we had it up that night. Unfortunately, because he didn't release the video, Ours, all of a sudden, was the official video. And <laughs> ours was much better. Uh-huh. You know, we were doing it from, you know, six months ago memory. And like I was saying, you know, memory is a bad thing. So it, we were like, okay, we think it looked like this. It kind of looked like this. They claimed it blanked. So we did all of this and made a far superior video and released it. And when that press conference hit, the news media went insane and we went from taking on average, I don't know, 500 to 1,000 hits a day on our website to taking about 5 million an hour. Whoa. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, next thing we know, we're doing national news broadcasts, international news all over the place, trying to explain, well, you know, why we're doing this. Because everybody's like, well, you're just picking on the aliens. And it's like, no, we're bringing in some reality to this and trying to save, well, some reputation for the city and hopefully some money for the city so they can spend it on things that we know they need. We've got more to come with Brian, Gene, and Randall. That means you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Okay, we've got Brian, Gene, and Randall. Fascinating discussion. Investigating things, reality, and other subjects. Randall? It is so good that you guys stepped in on that one and managed to... uh sidelined the whole Romanek thing because i mean that that could look as bad as uh you know delong's mylar balloon kind of thing uh, exactly and that's the thing is back then uh, he was taken very seriously we were the first ones to jump out and go hold on people let's really look at this let's put a critical eye on it and see what it might be yeah, i guess and- also because of the veneer of being serious because of the connection with a government UFO investigation and all that stuff. Well, that, and you know, one of the things that we can never figure out, it's like you guys are so paranoid and saying our government is out to get us, but you want to form a government committee. Uh, There's something, you know, just sketchy about that whole thing to start with. The closer we looked at it, the more we realized that, None of this was really panning out to be anything. You know, I'll I'll say this from my perspective. Do we need to look into, you know, like like SETI does, things like that? Absolutely. We need to look for extraterrestrial intelligence. We need to study the stars. We need to do that. But we don't want to 
start a party and say they're here unless we know for a fact they are. And, you know, so far, with the exception of a lot of personal experiences, we, we really don't know yet. Of course, that's that's interesting. I, like, okay, I, obviously, we know that there's fakes, there's hoaxes, there's highly questionable cases. There's a a, a lot of misinformation out there. But well, from my perspective, as someone who has been well following it for the better part of well, fifty years now, I do think that there is enough evidence. And when I say evidence, I do think that people's experiences count as evidence. And I think there's enough credible ones that it's no longer reasonable to say that nothing unusual is going on. Something really strange is going on, and it adds up to something alien. Exactly where they're coming from, we don't know. You know, all of the claims that we hear, we still can't put our finger necessarily on any which one and say, well, I know that one's true. And I know, but I know that one's not, you know, some of them we can go for sure. We know that's not true, but if, well, and the thing that you really need to look at with this is, and this holds true with any paranormal claim, just because we have looked at one case of X, whatever it is, and proven that it was a hoax or it was a misunderstanding doesn't mean we instantly jump to the conclusion that the next time somebody makes that type of claim that we aren't even going to bother with it because they're a hoax. No, you have to look at every claim on its own merit, which it's a lot of work, but just because the past 50 people that you've seen made a claim and it turned out not to be real, the next one might be. How cool would it be to absolutely prove that something paranormal, regardless of what it is, existed, but at the same time, being able to explain things so we can move past the ones that aren't or things that aren't, or maybe even help people, you know, somebody believes they're being terrorized by demons in their house. And I jump to the conclusion and go, well, nope, there's nothing in your house because, you know, there's no such thing. You can't do that. You can say, let's go in and find out what's going on. Because if you can come up, especially with a rational explanation, you can honestly help these people. And being able to jump to the conclusion of it absolutely is or isn't, isn't the right way to address things with the scientific method. The other thing to point out is that all you need are very few UFO cases with ironclad evidence ghost cases, whatever, to prove there is a mystery. Just it like doesn't Bigfoot. take 20,000 cases. It just takes a few. Right. You know, like I was saying, just like Bigfoot, bring me a body. That's all I need. And not a frozen suit uh, refrigerator. But <laughs> that's the thing is we just need the one thing. And that's what we hope for. That's, that's what we keep trying for. But you have to be willing to say this wasn't it or kind of where we usually find ourselves of we don't know what it was because we currently don't have enough evidence to determine one way or the other. I don't want to jump in and say, I don't know what it was. Therefore it was this. I want to say, I don't know what it was. 
and I'll keep looking. And we will keep researching until we figure out what it was. But until you can actually come up with that concrete evidence, it's, it's, it's not really right to say, I heard a noise in my backyard and it, I think it was a Bigfoot because it wasn't a tree scratching on the window. Well, there's a lot of other possibilities. So up until you have that concrete evidence, you just have to keep looking. Well, that's a responsible way of, of going about it. And, but what gets me is in the, you know, in the land of the, uh, the skeptics, and I know you seem to be a very open-minded, healthy uh, skeptic, a constructive skeptic. But I mean, we've, that's we've how talk, it should be. We've talked to the other ones and uh, they seem to put forth the idea that, well, anyone that believes in this stuff, behaves like the average citizen without much or any background in the ufology in ufology or the paranormal other than what they've seen on tv or cinema they don't recognize that there are people who take it seriously and have already weeded out a lot of the 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 signal from the noise and and know that there is something going on that isn't explainable but is going on so well and one thing you'll find and this is on both sides both on the i don't like to use the word skeptic because that should mean right there in the middle where we should all be uh a cynic on either side that is absolutely convinced there is no possibility that this is happening whatever this is be it you know natural or paranormal they they just are blind to it or the other side where everything is paranormal and i'll kind of give you an example one of the things that i find interesting is i'll talk to a lot of people that are in ghost hunting and they'll say well we really need to go out and do an investigation at some place because we get so many results at our house or our friends houses or here and i'm like is there any place you ever go that you don't get results well no it's like well then we really need to look at this because Either you guys have pulled off some sort of a miracle or you're misinterpreting data. Right. Of course. Uh, but then, okay, let's return for a moment to um, our previous guest, Preston Dennett. Uh, he's been looking at UFOs and cases for well, at least a couple of decades. Uh, the show was really interesting. Talked about uh, schoolyard UFOs where you know, groups of dozens of kids have seen them including sometimes teachers but uh, he had an experience where one of his one of the people he was uh, associated with said that they could actually call down a ufo and he challenged her to do that and he said that she actually did that they went out into the forest and this big golden sphere appeared and you know, 50 yards away from them plain as day so what do we do? Do we just assume that that's something he's making up? No, at that point, we say, if this person is capable of doing that, let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. But let's examine it. So if this person can truly do that, let's, let's get a hold of them. Let's document it. We've got more to come with Brian Bonner. Do we find the right person? What do we do if we find that individual? 
More to come with Gene Randall. Brian, you're in. The Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Message and data rates may apply. Ladies and gentlemen, this may be the last time you ever have to worry about hair loss. Because Bosley is the real deal. They're giving women and men their hair back permanently. They're real hair. All it takes to get started is a single text message. You'll get an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card when you text TITAN11 to 85850. Bosley will show you, for free, how great your hair could look. You'll also see, for free, why you're losing hair and how to get it back. Women and men all over the country trust Bosley because they're America's number one hair restoration expert. Ahead of the curve with the latest technology. And the best part? Bosley has permanent solutions to hair loss. You'll love what they'll do for your hair. So drop what you're doing long enough to send a text. Get your free information kit and gift card for $250 off by texting TITAN11 to 85850. Don't forget, that's T-I-T-A-N-1-1 to 85850. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hey, Bubsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get the Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, that bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 800 590 4930 That's 800-590-4930. 
Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We're looking here into beliefs, belief systems, UFOs, paranormal evidence, multiverse. So many things to talk about. Randall? Right. Yeah. So just before the break, again, we are talking about evidence and the, t- the type of thing well, where when somebody sees a craft that appears to them, you know, large, like he says, this thing was like as large as a house and it wasn't that far away. It, it's pretty hard to say, well, this is an illusion, especially if two people are looking at it. Okay. So where's the evidence for the rest of us? Well, I'm pretty sure that, you know, the evidence was there for those two people. Well, and the thing is, if somebody has the 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 skill to you know call one of these things on command, that is wonderful. Let let's get them. Let let's not have them go into the woods with one person. That's you only have two witnesses. Let's take a team of a team of scientists, a, te- a set of news reporters, anything. So there's multiple witnesses other than just two people. Isn't that the interesting thing about every time we try to do that with these things, then they don't show up. It's, I mean, I think we've gotten to the point now where we know that something is going on. There's, there's been too many reports and too many people who have had experiences. I mean, I've had an experience. I think I'm, I imagine you probably have had some kind of an experience. We can't be the only ones in the world who were having them. That'd be really egotistical of us to think, well, it's only you and me that re- actually had the experience. And all the rest of the thousands of other people, they're just making it up. That just doesn't seem reasonable. Something is going on, but it doesn't want us to get that scientifically valid material evidence. So what does that imply to you, Brian? That implies to me that, I don't know, we're approaching it wrong, perhaps, because what other phenomena, what other measurable thing have we ever found that we had to you know, sneak up from behind to capture it? It's either something that is truly paranormal, that there's absolutely no way to explain it because it won't let us. And at that point, you're looking at some sort of you know, supreme being, practically. Because, well, how about this? Look at it from the scientific perspective. Let's suppose you're running some sort of um, wildlife experiment where you're trying to assess the behavior of uh, some species in the wild. Are you going to want to insert yourself into the experiment? Or are you going to want to keep yourself out of the experiment as much as possible so that you get an unbiased result? Well, I think the answer is is twofold. If it's somebody that claims to be able to summon these things down, 
you would have no choice but to become involved. Do I think being an impartial observer at a distance is important? Depending on what it is, absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the things with the whole ghost aspect of things is we've always made sure that when we're approaching, you know, some sort of a, a claimed haunting, we don't insert ourselves into the picture because we can influence the equipment that we have. You know, we can change readings on meters. We can accidentally put a shadow on a wall. And by taking ourselves out of the equation, it helps us collect that data. Exactly. However, the data data that we're looking for there is different than if a UFO is truly just some sort of a spacecraft, it's no different than somebody pulling up in a car and us, you know, snagging a picture of the car or going up and taking a sample off of it. It's, it, it's two different, I can't say realities. It's two different mediums that we're working with. Well, what I'm saying is if we're the species under investigation and they're the ones who are studying us, why would they want to put themselves into the experiment any more than we would want to put ourselves into the experiment if we were doing that? And typically, we don't. At some point, it's something, it, you know, nobody's perfect. Something's going to slip, and that might be what you're looking at. Exactly. You know, the, the whole, let, let's back up to the beginning of this and say, let's all forget about the, are we in a simulation and say, are we in a zoo? Exactly. You know, if this say Earth is uh, some sort of wildlife preserve and they're trying to figure out our behavior and what we will do under certain circumstances, given certain kinds of stimulus that we can't be sure about, then it really adds up to an explanation for the behavior, doesn't it? Well, it does. And at the same time, you've come up with yet another possible explanation. So. You know, it it's one of those things of we need to be able to put that on our list, too, because there's so many other possibilities. And up until we can stick a nail in one of them and say, this is it, we just need to keep looking at them. Of course, and you know, what we can do while we're looking at them is to map out the various aspects of them. So that over time, the picture becomes clearer and clearer about what seems to be really going on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things with the, the whole ghost side of things is, you know, we look for, and it's generally because we can explain things at that point, but we look for patterns. It's like, you know, does this happen at a certain time of the day, a certain time of the month, all of these different things to find out Maybe if we can find some sort of a basic pattern to what's happening or some set of conditions that need to be met for this to happen, we can either look for it or recreate those conditions to see if we can measure it, if we can see it, if we can call the ET down. That's separating out the signal from the noise. I think we have to do that. Definitely, we have to do that. Like... The late Stanton Friedman said, you know, there's lots of things that aren't flying saucers. We're interested in the ones that are and why they're here and what they're doing here. You know, right. But when you look at people, I mean, let's 
let's take any of us in this conversation right now. If we see something that we can't identify that's unusual, that flies by in the middle of the night, we just don't have enough information on it. So can you do some research on it? Possibly. Can you talk to people and explain what it was? Probably. But at the same time, unless you have some sort of a, even a, a credible video, uh, a measurement, not just multiple witness reports, because you know, unfortunately people can be convinced otherwise. We just need to keep looking at these individually. You know, one thing that just came up to my mind that uh, I think is kind of an interesting case to discuss. Uh, did you ever see the memory experiments that were done uh, on a group of people who believed that they were going to a it was a reality TV show and they were going to be going on a basically flower hunt? Before we look for the flowers and the roses and whatever else, I don't know much about flowers. Brian Jean Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from Natural Botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Fellow patriots, my name is Todd Savage, founder of BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Like you, I was a prisoner of the alt-left sanctuary state until one day I chose to lead my family to freedom. Today we live on a sustainable 20-acre homestead where we shoot, hunt, garden, and homeschool our children without the tyranny of the nanny state looking over us. If you're ready to flee the city to the freedom of Idaho or Montana, our Black Rifle Real Estate team is here to help. Go to BlackRifleRealEstate.com. That's BlackRifleRealEstate.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. House Judiciary Committee Democrats are planning to cut short their summer break and return to Washington early to work on gun violence bills. There's no word if Republicans on the committee have been invited. The action follows the mass shootings in Dayton and El Paso. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says there's only so much the House can do. We've done our job. We've sent a bill that will save the most lives to the Senate. President Trump and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell have expressed a new openness to gun legislation. At least 13 people have been arrested in Portland, Oregon, during demonstrations by right-wing groups and anti-fascist protesters. Police say at least one person was injured at the scene and was taken to the hospital. The right-wing rally was organized by the Proud Boys. The right was assembled on one side of the river and the left was gathered on the other. The bridge between was closed. This is USA Radio News. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. 
What does Meals on Wheels do? They deliver meals and smiles to homebound seniors. But Meals on Wheels does something else. They turn a volunteer's lunch break into a meaningful experience. As small and as simple as the relationship is between a volunteer and a client of Meals on Wheels, it's really so impactful. I never thought that five minutes could make so much difference in the lives of two people, but it has. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-301-5435. That's 800-301-5435. 800-301-5435. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. No, no more flowers. No more. (laughs) Brian, Gene, and Randall, let's continue. Well, what I was saying is there was an experiment that was done. There was a group of people that were told that they were going to be on a reality TV show, and they were going on a walking tour in kind of a mountainous area and they were going to try and identify different species of flowers well little to their knowledge they all had cameras on their heads so they could see their reaction and what they were looking at as they were walking through a field they came across a taped off area you know just you know do not enter caution that sort of a thing and one guy came running up and said that uh, they weren't allowed to be in that area and they just needed to move along. They went back to these people, it was about six months later, to ask them what had happened. You know, not just with that, but about the show. And all of them had these recollections of running across what appeared to be some sort of a crash site with multiple, like, MPs threatening them to leave. Not all of them, but a lot of them had these memories, and they were all slightly different. But when they'd play the video back for them, they'd say, you know, this didn't happen. And even though they were watching video that had been taken from a camera that was mounted on them, they, I had the hardest time trying to you know, cope with the fact that their memory wasn't accurate. And I thought that was a really amazing experiment because, you know, they kind of forced them to, uh, a, you know, UFO crash zone without actually having one. Yeah, that's really interesting. And sure, I, I, we can come up with lots of examples of how memory fails us. But at the same time, 
human memory is also amazing. There's also a flip side, right? We can be really skeptical about it and critical about it, and we need to recognize a certain realities, but uh, it's, I just turned 61. I haven't lived in my home where I, I was born uh, since I was seven years old. And yet I know I can find it. I could go directly to that house. I know the address. I know where it is. I know what it looks like. And I, I would have no problem going there to this day. And we can all probably remember things from our childhood perfectly well. Human memory is actually really amazing in some ways. And it also has self-correction, too. When somebody says, well, no, that's not quite right, we can think about it and go, well, yeah, you're right. Maybe that wasn't the way that it was. It must have been a different way. So what are we, what are we looking at in terms of memory? We've got well, human memory, things- we've got machine memory, we've got tape memory, we've got film. All of that has flaws, artifacts. It can be damaged. It can be lost. So what are we comparing it to? Well, and that's one of the things that I say, you know, given the fact that all of this is, like you say, there's, there's something fallible in, in all of the, the monitoring technique, be it, you know, taking measurements, BOs, human perception, whatever it may be. So one of the only ways that we're going to be able to, you know, prove or disprove something beyond the shadow of a doubt is to be able to have multiple sources of data you know unless it's something absolutely amazing you know yeah you have a a bigfoot body you have a chunk of a ufo that's just something we've never seen before but if it's something you know very fleeting like a ufo sighting or a ghost wandering through a building or that sort of a thing we need multiple data sets to be able to at least start to come up with some sort of you know, explanation, be it paranormal or otherwise. Right. That, that's that's definitely true. And of course, it, I think there's enough experiences out there that that count as multiple data sets. And that this this brings up this interesting point again, where okay, I think that anyone who does their homework on it enough recognizes that there are enough truly strange experiences out there in terms of cases that haven't been explained and don't seem to have any natural known mundane explanation and that can't simply be written off as a misperception or a hoax to go, well, okay, something is going on. Right. And that's kind of what I'm alluding to is, are there a lot of cases out there that we haven't been able to explain? Absolutely. But one of the things that I always say is we haven't been able to explain this yet. We may not have all the data that we need. We may not have the technology we need. We may just not have come up with the the proper theory that we need to, to analyze it correctly. And that's why we need to you know, be willing to say, I don't know what this was. And up until I can come up to a conclusion, I will keep looking at it. But isn't that an insufficient data Conclusion. That's kind of a category the Air Force had with Project Blue Book. Not well, enough information to make a decision, and therefore it's insufficient. Not we have what appears to be enough information, and we still don't know what it is. Well, and you know, where is that level of we have enough information? Because you know, even with with what we know now, 
we still, you know, like I said, you know, a thousand years from now are going to be able to have such different technology. We'll be able to measure things that, you know, are outside of our, our concept right now. So is it enough information? Who knows? Well, that's what makes it, that's what makes this, if it's beyond our technology, beyond our means, then it's something alien to us. It's beyond our civilization. So that's where we can say, well, it's something alien. Well, it may not be ET. It might not be from another planet, but then we have a certain hierarchy of, okay, like Gene just said, there was the, when they did the original investigations, the insufficient data, that was like at 22.72%. Those were all the cases where we, there just wasn't enough to be able to say one way or the other. But then they had the unknowns, and they were at 26.94%. And an unknown was where the report apparently contained all the pertinent data necessary to suggest a valid hypothesis concerning a cause or explanation, but the description of the object or its motion can't be correlated with any known object or phenomena. Right, so, but I'll, I'll take you back to the land of science fiction here for a minute, because there's a, there's a quote I think is really kind of applicable to this. You know, you were saying, if we can't explain it, you know, it has to be X. Let's go back to if, you know, uh, a tribe that's never encountered other humans before, you know, sees a plane. To them, that's something that, you know, the gods are doing or something like that. But, you know, I think exactly. you know, Arthur, Arthur C. Clarke nailed it. You know, any sufficiently advanced technology is indis- indistinguishable for magic. Exactly. And so just because we aren't advanced enough to understand what it is doesn't necessarily mean that we we don't have the ability to label it because it's beyond our our yeah, but understanding sure we, do. we sure we can label it we can say it's alien it's not ours we well, didn't make it we have no exactly. idea where it came from or what it is or how to make it it's alien to us Right, and, and it can I move faster using, than any of our our aircraft. It can outperform any of our aircraft. It's some sort of a craft. It seems to be made of something solid. It has radar returns. It leaves traces. It's something. You're, you're using. It's kind of like going back to where we were saying ET. We need different definitions because right now the standard definition of alien means it has absolutely traversed. You know. Uh, well, that's unimaginable distance right? of space, right? That's that's so, interstellar, but, but well, alien not, it just means it comes from beyond the boundaries and constructs of your immediate. Well, in our case, civilization. I'm going at it from more of a biological point of view, like an alien species is an exactly. invasive species, right? So you look at it from that that point of view. That's you know what? what before saying. we define any further, we've got to do our break now, and then we'll look at the other side. What is an alien? Well. To some people, just somebody from across the border. More to come with Gene Randall and Brian. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. 
They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Dahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, Dahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Dehebo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at shopsupertea.com or call 818-984-6100. That's shopsupertea.com, 818-984-6100, shopsupertea.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. This 
This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. In short, Randall, there are aliens and there are aliens. Guys, continue. Exactly. There's two definition alien, which is something outside of a spe- specific set of something. Yeah. And then there is aliens, which is little green men. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, by using yeah. the word alien, it's just like using the word ET. I think it has such a stigma with it that when you say it's alien, people are going to jump to the conclusion that not that it's something we don't understand and it's quote alien to us. They're going to hear that and say, you know, I don't know what it was. Therefore he says it's little green men. Exactly. That's what the average citizen and the average news reporter that has no training in ufology or any background on it immediately does. But anyone, you know, anyone that, that does have some background can sift it out. So those people need, to be educated well do they need to be educated or do we need to be able to come up with different words we need to be able to give give the public a word that it understands and that's why i say you know not enough data has always or you know not enough data isn't even what i'm using it's the i just don't know people can understand that because if i tell them you know honestly i could say something isn't isn't that kind of that's kind of evading the whole thing though right that's like that's sort of leaving it up to someone to fill in the blank when it can't be anything else but something alien and then we're just well we don't know what it is but it's nothing that we know of i mean okay you know if i go to somebody's house and they say we think we have demons in our house okay and i say you know, I just don't have enough information. I can't tell you what you have. So should I jump to the conclusion because they said it was demons, it's demons, or should I jump to the conclusion that I think it was a multidimensional thing because that's what I believe, or should I say that it was their dead grandmother because that's what I believe. There's ah. just not enough information to tell me what that is. Those are and really because, good examples. And because there's so many possibilities of explanations until you can say, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it was X, it's okay to say I don't know what it was. I don't know doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I don't know doesn't mean you're wrong. I don't know means we're going to keep looking. We need to keep gathering information. We need to keep looking into it. That's the most responsible thing that we can do. Honestly, I mean, really. And I'm completely open to it. It, You know, is there possibly an extraterrestrial out there? Out there? Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, statistically impossible to say there isn't. Are they here? I don't think so, but I can't say no either. And I'm open to the possibilities. So every time somebody comes to me and says, you know, I have this, you've got to look at it. You've got to examine it for its own merits and say, okay, 
Let's find out what it is that you have. Yeah, let's see if we can identify it. And if we can't, well, then we, you know we'll keep looking. Again, that's that's the most that's that's the most responsible way to do things. And you really hit on something that absolutely another thing that drives me nuts when I when I get talking to people who are investigating the paranormal and especially ghosts. And and you're like a a breath of fresh air and reason in this whole field because I can't tell you how many times I've had a conversation with someone who is a ghost hunter who is convinced that what they're dealing with is the spiritual, you know, some sort of continuity of consciousness person being ghost uh, that is on the other side in that whole model of thinking, that whole particular paradigm. They believe that that is what it is. And when I say, well, how do we know that? I mean, maybe what we're dealing with is something else. It's just making us think that, setting us up with a certain kind of stimulus to well, make us we, draw that conclusion. And, and, and then we all they, go then in they with just, our own bias. Yeah. But I mean, if we say, well, you know, how do we know that? I mean, isn't that one of the first questions that we should be asking? You know, what do you think it is? And a person says, well, I think it's my dead grandmother. Well, how do you know that? Exactly. Right. And well, and the thing is, uh, like I say, it especially, you know, the example you did with the ghosts, it really is depending on the bias of the investigator. If I took a cryptid hunter, a ghost hunter and a UFO hunter and put them in the <laughs> woods with the specific set of, you know, stuff that we have all absolutely say faked. Each one of them would come forward to say that they found what it was that they were looking for <laughs> because they're so biased in what they're looking for. You, you have to be able to go in. And I mean, this is such an oversaid thing, but so true. You have to have an open mind. But the, OK, the, this this is I mean, you make such an excellent point there. Um, but don't okay so here i'm i'm just going to say this because you know maybe this is my own bias my own skeptical bias or whatever you want to call it but if i were to say well afterlives are impossible they're just logically impossible and therefore it can't be some dead person in an afterlife right that is a possibility Sh shouldn't shouldn't we be able to simply write off certain claims based on whether or not they're actually possible at all in the first place and just say well okay we have a phenomena here to but point, jumping yes. to the con conclusion that it's you know some dead relative is going way beyond beyond any logical analysis that we can come up with there's no well, way to say that it's even possible but i hate to say this you can't always jump to the the most logical conclusion all the time Occam's razor is one of my favorite things. I love it. I think we should all apply it. However, let me give you an example. We had an investigation where during the middle of the night in an empty room, a chair moved by itself. Freaked all of us out. Got it. Okay. On did you see this? Oh, and you go, okay, cool. Oh yeah. And we've got the video. All right. And did we jump to the conclusion that it was a ghost? Absolutely not. We jumped to the conclusion of that's really cool. Let's see if we can figure out what this was. And we went through every possible scenario we could come up with. And 
absolutely couldn't come up with anything. It's like, I don't know what it was. And a lot of the stories that went around the haunting, it actually kind of matched up with. But just because it matched up with the stories a little bit, it doesn't prove that it's a ghost. So we brought in a bunch of people with big degrees and big brains and said, you know, we want you guys to look at this and see if you can come up with any explanations. And one of them came up with an explanation that was, and picture this, it's on the second story of a building, but there is a fire escape that goes up to this room. So the theory was that in the middle of the night, while we weren't looking, a midget crawled up this fire escape, went in through the window, snuck under the table, and moved the chair without us seeing, and then ran back out. (laughs) Okay. Now, the part about this that is so frustrating is, if you look at it logically... We know midgets exist. We we Little got people. the data. Yeah. I'm yeah, I know I'm not being <laughs> Yeah, okay. I think I get your drift here. So, you know, is it a rational explanation of something that could have happened? Absolutely. But we know that didn't happen. But we can't initially prove that didn't happen. It is just as likely, if not more likely, of an explanation than anything else that we'd come up with to that point. Why does now, it have I'm, to be a midget? Why can't it be a small child? You know, like a 10, 12-year-old uh, child who may be also, say, four feet, four and a half feet tall. You know, we're going to split in a moment here, guys. We're going to split in a moment. I just raised a pretty silly possibility, but maybe it's not. It's making assumptions. And I want to really present a viewpoint on that in the next segment. We wanted to remind you that the PowerCast Plus is the best way to hear the show because we give you a commercial-free version, the After the PowerCast podcast and more. Go to plus.thepowercast.com, plus.thepowercast.com for more. With Gene Randall and Brian, you're in. The PowerCast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. You go to store.thepowercast.com. Stop by and take a shopping tour. 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So with my nonsense theory of going to say, well, it was a midget climbing up there. It could be a 10-year-old child climbing up there. They can climb up perfectly well. But getting back to some other things, too. Somebody sees something they communicate with. It could be E.T., whatever they think it is. And that entity or being is telling them, we are from Zeta Reticuli or something. Now, there's an assumption here that maybe they're seeing something. Some people are seeing and experiencing something. But if that was even true, how would you know that what they told the experiencer was accurate? Well, and not that I buy into it at all, but it's always something I pull on people when they say things like that is, you know, the Catholic Church says demons lie. So (laughs) you've you've really got to look at it that way. But I mean, realistically, how many possibilities are there out there? If something was communicating with you, first, you have to get past the cognitive bias of maybe they're... How can I say this? There's confirmation bias going on that they ask for something to happen or they're listening to noise and expecting to hear something. So they do. Is that a possibility? Yes. Are they communicating with an alien? Hey, who knows? It's possible. Are they communicating with some multidimensional thing? Are they communicating with the dead? Are they communicating with something from the future, the past, whatever it is? But like you said, even if it was telling you, I am X, how do you know? Well, I think some people are so overwhelmed by the extraordinariness of the experiences that they simply take some of the claims or some of the things like Gene was saying that is being imparted to them as being true. They must be because it's such an incredible thing that it has to be true. And they just don't question it. Well, and it's not just that. It goes back to that, what is the pop culture belief of the time? Because, you know, it, it, we've seen it. It kind of comes in, in waves. For a while, UFOs are a really hot thing. And then it's cryptids. And then it's ghosts. And you can kind of watch the trends going on, on TV shows. You know, what's the hot item? And you can base... Who's calling us on the TV shows? 
if one night there's a TV show on and somebody has demons in their house, that's what I'm getting the phone calls about. If a couple of months from now, somebody's having, you know, an ancient Indian burial ground under their house and they're, they're having the, you know, the, the native Americans wandering through their home. That's what I get the phone call for. So people have some sort of an experience they can't understand. And a lot of them just nail their, whatever the pop culture of the day is to it. And I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying about, you know, if you take three different investigators and throw them in the woods, they'll find what they're looking for. And I think it's the same case, just like the people that went to see independence day, they knew that there were aliens. If you took somebody that was, you know, a little more fringe science, they would have known that it was some interdimensional creature coming towards them. So we have to be able to remove ourselves from that to be able to analyze it and, you know, come up with the real answer, whatever that may be. Don't you think there's a a level of, uh, or a hierarchy might be a better term, a hierarchy of reasonableness to what the possible explanations might be? Within reason. I mean, it depends on the person. It, it all boils down to their belief systems again. If I'm dealing with, you know, a, a haunting quote, and I bring in a person that says, you know, I'm a paranormal investigator, but I happen to be, you know, a, a Catholic paranormal investigator, everything they encounter is going to be a demon, regardless of what the the, the possibilities may be. So just because you believe that it's not possible doesn't mean that the next person believes it's not possible. So it's a very hard to measure thing. Well, that's why, like I was saying, we should be able to uh, apply logic and critical thinking to the question itself. So let's say, well, okay, uh, a person believes that it's um, the spirit of the disease, deceased. So we can ask ourselves, well, is it possible for something, whatever you might call a spirit? We don't, most, most of them, when you ask them, well, what, how do you define a spirit? What is that? They, they can't really do that. It's sort of the essence or the life force or the whatever. And they really don't know what they're talking about. Right. When, when you actually dig into that question and say, well, okay, well, how do you know that? And so there's a hierarchy of reasonableness to that. Okay, can someone actually survive physical death and go on to some sort of an afterlife? What possible way means could there be, even in theory? And it turns out that, you know, that I can't find one. I don't know if anyone else has. Well, you've kind of nailed something there that I I do a lot. I'll talk to people who are in ghost hunting, and they'll be using different pieces of equipment, whatever it is. And they're like, well, this finds ghosts. I'm like, how does it find the ghost? (laughs) What, What exactly is it doing? I tell them, you are using an unproven piece of equipment to prove something that's unproven. It falls apart twice. You can't do that. (laughs) And it gets even worse because even if they're using some sort of a, you know, a well-tested scientific device that was obviously designed for something else, they never go to the extent of learning how to use it or, you know, what it means. It's like, hey, we got a ghost over here. It said three, you know, there was a three on the dial. Right. The REM pod said it was uh, my dead uncle or whatever. It it must be the case. Well, you see, if it's the dead aunt, it's going to be a four on the scale. 
Exactly. I actually just <laughs> packed one of those in a box a few minutes ago. Uh-huh. We're having a display at the uh, airport of, oh, yeah. haunt, of haunted Colorado. And strangely enough, not that I actually bought a rim pod on purpose, but I got the entire paranormal investigating kit from the Poltergeist remake. And oh, it was cool. one of them. Oh, so it's you, going on display at the airport. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, okay. And this takes us, I mean, okay, we've been talking pretty serious. We've been talking philosophy. But you know what? What about just the fun aspect of this? I mean, there is so much cultural uh, stuff going on in the paranormal that, I mean, we have to look at it largely as a cultural phenomena. Yes, there's some weird stuff that goes on that we haven't explained, but isn't most of it just people associating with other people with their beliefs and worldviews? Oh, absolutely. You know, you kind of touched on something there that I, I tell people, they're like, you know, I really want to get involved in ghost hunting. What should I do? And I'm like, don't. So because <laughs> there's, there's two levels. There is... The level that you know we're kind of at, where admittedly it's fun, we get to learn. I mean, everything we do is a, a, a new learning experience. I have learned so many things about science and psychology and biology. You name it. I, I'm slowly turning into some sort of a you know backyard scientist, but it really changes your perspective on things. Whereas I tell people there's two levels. You've got the paranormal investigator, kind of like we do, and then you've got the ghost hunter. And the ghost hunter is somebody that them and a bunch of their friends kind of, you know, they go out and they drink a little bit too much and they go to the cemetery and scare each other. They have fun with it. They hold a seance. They try to levitate somebody. They they sit down with a Ouija board and play. I know I just probably had a bunch of people freak out over that one. But <laughs> uh, there's there's so much fun with that. There's so much, you know, friendship building. There's so much, you know, humanity that can be had doing that. But it's not real research, but it's so much fun. And that's one thing that you lose. When you dive deep into trying to, you know, do some real scientific research, I, I want to be able to forget about all this and, you know, go to a cemetery and have a seance. Hey, we're going to go into more of this. I've got a question to ask about the ghost hunters or even the Bigfoot hunter or whatever. Gene Randall, Brian, you're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. 
Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no obligation quote. 1-800-919-5435. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-919-5435. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-919-5435. 1-800-919-5435. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But soon, you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live-underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional, off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. What if people always acted the same way they do when they're driving their cars? Good morning, Mrs. Blanchard. How may I help you? I'd like to cash this check. Sure. I'll just get my pen Come here on, and... lady. Get a move oh, on. Goodness. Where'd you learn to bank anyway? Oh. Whoa. Don't you give me that look. It sure wouldn't be a very friendly place. What kind of candy do you want, sweetie? This. No, no, no. This. Pick something already. Come on, honey. We're holding people up. How about this kind? No. What is the matter with you people? If you're not going to do something, I am. Get out of my way. <laughs> Every day, drivers and their families all across the country are killed on the roadways because of road rage. Wasn't it a beautiful wedding? Oh, yes, and they make such a lovely couple. Excuse me, is this the receiving line? Yes, it is. Hey, he cut in line. I'm a friend of the bride. Do you know the Hey, pal, you cut in line. Buzz off. Oh, yeah? He hit that nice man. That'll teach you to cut in line, you jerk. Stop the senselessness of road rage. It's time we all drive with the same courtesy we extend to people in the rest of our lives. A message from the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call one 844 4 GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. With Brian Bonner, we're taking a more skeptical look at UFO Bigfoot ghost research. Of course, there is no such thing as a licensed ghost hunter. There are no standards for ghost sure hunting. There are. There are? Well, not really, but people <laughs> pay a lot of money for it. There's okay. a lot of places that'll tell you that you are. Like a degree mill. I mean, my old friend, the late Jim Mosley, he was a doctor, a minister. Because he paid $100 for a piece of paper. I, I'm a minister six times over. 
I have five mail order doctorates. None of it's legitimate, but that's one of the things that we've also done is a lot of people in the field will use those as real credentials. They'll say, you know, we're bringing in the reverend this or the doctor that. And you look right. at their credentials and they're from some diploma mill. So we, that's one of the things we tell people is watch out for credentials because there aren't any in this field. Well, Dr. Bonner, uh, you know, I have to. Uh... That's Reverend Dr. <laughs> Bishop. So. But well, that's it's not Lord Bonner, no, of course. Oh, not yet, no. Lord Bonner. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Yeah, and I can't be get a big cape as I was an American. So. Oh no, that's Count Bonner. Ah, that works. It's Count Bonner. <laughs> See, well, he hates us now because of this. No, we're just yeah. having. But uh, I mean, there are though some institutions, are there not, that do have some courses in parapsychology? I, I think there are some academic institutions that do take it somewhat seriously. Honestly, I don't think there are any left. If there are, they're, they're hiding. Most major universities back, even in the 70s, did have some sort of parapsychology unit, things like that. I'll, I'll give you an example. I know at one of the, and I'm not going to get too specific because I'm about to have an interaction that may not go very well. At one of the major universities, not too terribly far from me, there's actually a professor running a stealth PK lab, unbeknownst to the university. So it's happening, but it's happening under the covers. You can't go out and get, you know, your, your master's in parapsychology. Uh, unless you go to the University of Edinburgh, apparently. Well, that's what I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, there, there is one, and I'm trying to remember. I think theirs is a descendant of the, uh, what was it called? The Ghost Society or the, I can't remember the name of the group, but it was part of that that university. I haven't actually looked at the credentials in a long time. But uh, yeah, this looks fair. I mean, I'm just happy to thought, well, I'll just Google it and see what comes up. And uh, this looks fairly legitimate. Uh, so, th I mean, there are people who are trying to take it seriously. I mean, it, oh, absolutely. I mean, I, yes, we have to be skeptical and we can have a lot of fun with it. But at the core of it, we're still dealing with some really interesting mysteries about people's experiences and phenomena that have yet to be explained. And just because we haven't explained it yet doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And that's well, absolutely. And that's got to be half the fun of it right there. I mean, well, and I tell that to people, if I was able to go out to every case that we have and in five minutes go, nope, sorry, it's just this and walk away. It's terribly boring and not very, you know, fulfilling, but to be able to go out and say, I, I don't know. And we're going to have to, you know, come up with some concepts of how do we test this? What do we look for? And maybe we won't even figure it out. That's really what keeps you going is every case is so much different if you allow it to be. So tell us sort of your, like, okay, have you got like any A-list type cases, like ones that you, you've really done your best to investigate it and have determined that there's a genuine phenomenon, but you don't know what it is? We've had some, and it's what I'd call interesting experiences. Uh, but, you know, over the years, we've kind of also learned, you know, human perception again uh I'll, I'll give you one though that was kind of bizarre there was a location that we went to for 
it was about 10 years up in the mountains, a, what was basically deserted, uh, hotel that when we went there, it was a Microsoft certification school. So it was hopping and live and everybody learning their, their computer skills for about six weeks. And then it would sit vacant for six, eight months. And then they'd do it again. And that was enough to keep the business going. So this place had a reputation of being, you know, quote haunted anyway. So we got a hold of the people that owned it and were basically given, given the keys. They said, you know, anytime nobody's here, feel free. So for you know, almost a decade, we got to go in and play. It's like, hey, what do you think about this concept? I don't know. Let's go up and you know, see what we can come up with. And one of the things that happened up there that still is, I'll say, unexplained is we were at one end of the building. And at the time, there was actually a caretaker. But when we got to the building, he was just elated to the fact that he could leave because there was somebody there to take care of the building. Normally, he wasn't allowed to leave. So he went down to town, which is a you know, 15, 20-minute drive, and went to the bar. He was just going to go away for the night. And we had the place to ourselves. So we sequester all up in one little room, but we're listening to microphones and watching videos from all over the building. And right about what would be considered, you know, bar getting out time, we hear the front door kick open and it sounds like a party. And we were like, great. Not only did he come back home, but he came back home and brought the bar with him because they closed and he has a bar here. So we were furious. <laughs> so two of us go stomping down the stairs, getting ready to, you know, go scream at this guy for destroying the evening. And we got down there and there was nothing at the entrance to the building in the main room. There was nobody there. No cool. signs of anybody. We went outside and it had been snowing and there's no tracks in the snow. We looked where his car was parked. There was no car. And we didn't hear anything. So we kind of looked around, tried to figure out what it was. Not a clue. So we went back upstairs and everybody in the room said, what did you do? And we're like, why? They said, just before you walked back into the room, it stopped. The entire time we were downstairs looking for this, they were hearing it still in the room. Even though we weren't hearing it, they were. And I don't know what it was. I, I mean, there's lots of, you know, paranormal quote theories I could come up with and, you know, was it a, a party that happened in the past or was it, you know, the, the, you know, something that happened in the future that you're just hearing an image of, or was it something interdimensional or was it ghosts? I have no idea. Or was it, you know, all of us hearing something that was just radio interference coming through our microphones and we perceived it as being what sounded like a group of people. This group of people has to take a break. I was going to break something like a pencil here, but I have no pencils. Give it some kind of flavor. With Gene, Randall, Brian, you're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Fellow patriots, my name is Todd Savage, founder of BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Like you, I was a prisoner of the alt-left sanctuary state until one day I chose to lead my family to freedom. Today we live on a sustainable 20-acre homestead where we shoot, hunt, garden, and homeschool our children without the tyranny of the nanny state looking over us. If you're ready to flee the city to the freedom of Idaho or Montana, our Black Rifle Real Estate team is here to help. Go to BlackRifleRealEstate.com. That's BlackRifleRealEstate.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. There was a prayer service for one of the victims of the mass shooting in El Paso, Texas. Hundreds came to mourn the killing of 63-year-old Margie Record. In this week's Democratic Address, Pennsylvania Senator Bob Casey called on Congress to pass gun control legislation. We must confront the reality that gun violence is not just a problem stemming from mass shootings. Gun violence is a public health epidemic. North Korea has again test-fired missiles into the Sea of Japan. Their leader, Kim Jong-un, is also taking shots at South Korea's Moon Jae-in. Pyongyang is now saying it has no desire to talk face-to-face with South Korean officials again. President Trump has become upset with Moon, saying he hasn't done enough to rein in North Korea's aggression. This is USA Radio News. Hey guys, your prostate should be the last thing on your mind. But the fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart, visit prostateoneperday.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With the recession ending. If you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290-800-965-1290-800-965-1290. If you owe money to the IRS, you need to hear this. The IRS is cracking down on those who owe back taxes. It starts with a devastating letter. And if you don't act immediately, you could find yourself having your wages garnished or have a lien placed on your property. But there's a solution. Tax 10,000 can help. Avoid enforced compliance, where these holds on your income and seizure of your home could become a nightmare that just won't end. Call 800-239-9957 now and speak to one of our experts. 800-239-9957 is the number to link you directly to a tax resolution specialist 
therapist who will negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Working through the IRS Fresh Start program, all the forms will be handled for you. All you have to do is make the toll-free call, 800-239-9957. Find out if you qualify and possibly save yourself thousands of dollars, not to mention a lot of headaches. It could be the best call you've made today. That number again, 800-239-9957. The service does not provide tax settlement or legal services. We will refer you to a company that does provide such services. Often the IRS will not agree to any reduction in the amount owed. Not all taxpayers who owe more than $10,000 will qualify for a tax reduction program. This is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Brian Bonner joins us, a gentleman who takes a more skeptical approach to paranormal research, something that is often desperately needed because we're too ready to accept things. Is that a good introduction? Uh, I'll buy that. Sounded good. And yet, uh, well, I, I'm going to go on to our forum here because we did have a question here. We do have a question from one of our forum members, Farlig Gulstein. Now, you sort of may have already uh, answered part of this, and, and uh, of course, you're perfectly free to come up with other examples. And uh, I'd love to get into talking about your theories or your ideas for how to explain these. But he asks, so in the 20 years of ex- so in 20 years, have you encountered any intriguing cases that you could not explain by stage magic, mentalism, and science? Or do you assume that there never has been a case in which tools of the modern enlightened world could not explain by mundane reasons? Well, I mean, the answer is all of the above. Have, have we had cases that were, you know, I think stage magic is a great example, that were frauds? Absolutely. Have we had things that we've been able to explain absolutely, you know, quote, beyond a shadow of a doubt and give it a logical reason? Absolutely. Have we had cases that we don't know what it was and as of yet don't have an explanation? Once again, absolutely. We we have all of those scenarios. And the vast majority of them are things that people, you know, misinterpret. That people, because of their the, the current belief system, uh, it absolutely don't understand what they're looking at and jump to a, a, a paranormal conclusion. But that's not all of them. You know, very rarely you'll find a hoaxer. Now, as time goes on, because it has become much more acceptable, uh, the other thing that we see a lot of unfortunately, is people who have some sort of a psychological problem. This is where it's become very difficult for us because it used to be when somebody called us up, it was usually, you know, we'll jump in the car, we'll go right now because there's probably, you know, at least them perceiving something. But with the prevalence of the belief in everything paranormal, the case of somebody with a psychological problem who I'll give you, and it's not really an extreme example, even though it seems like it is uh, a husband who's beating his wife and the entire family is blaming it on the demon that's at the house. It's a case of the devil made me do it. That's very, very prevalent right now. And we have a couple of cases that we've worked with that 
I can honestly say there are several people in jail right now over cases that we've had because of that exact scenario. That's sad to hear, but it's also good to know that there are people like yourself out there who recognize the real causes and and can, I guess, help morality and justice to be done. Well, and like I say, it's it's sad when that happens, but you know, on the same point, you know, for us. It's an education. It gives us something else that we can look at. You know, it, it gives us one more scenario that we can say, is this a possibility? You know, one person who says they may be, you know, possessed or levitating or something like that. Let's look at them and, well, maybe, you know, let, let's go back a couple thousand years. Maybe they have epilepsy. And, and we've actually had that happen before. We've diagnosed some unusual conditions that you know turned out to absolutely be the truth but nobody was looking in the same you know direction that we were so do you have professionals then in psychology or people associates within law enforcement or social work that you can liaise with then in order to help you when you run into these kinds of problems that's always been kind of one of our, our key features is none of us claim to be experts in anything. We're learning, but if it requires an expert in any field, regardless of what it is, we have people that we know or we will track somebody down. So if we need a medical doctor, we need a psychiatrist, we need a, a physicist, we need a geologist, well, whatever it may be. We either have contacts or we'll track somebody down if we don't, because we aren't the experts and we're kind of the go-between, really. We come well, up the, with the concepts and go from there. That seems to make the most sense, though, too. And, and this is something that we struggle with in, well, in ufology, especially because we have people who want to take it scientifically and treat it scientifically and yet because it can't really be treated scientifically uh, we find that they're just asking to be accused of being pseudoscientists well exactly and you know that's very prevalent in the ghost field because everybody wants to be scientific but they don't understand what that means to most people scientific means I, I bought a cool meter that beeps and lights up and that therefore science. And it's not that it's science is a method. Science is a way of looking at things. Science isn't a device. Science isn't a, a mindset. It's just, it's a tool that you use and exactly. it's an evolving and it's an evolving tool. And that's why I said, that's the one difference between the scientific method and looking at it from either side of the cynical debate is you have to be able to accept, you know, whatever the answers are, regardless of your belief, because, you know, science will find something and maybe it'll change. You know, there's a lot of things out there that, you know, we thought were paranormal we thought were spiritual we thought were something and after you know years of scientific application we've discovered you know what it really was but the initial reports were that it was something else but 
through careful scientific breakdowns, you find out what things are. And people are saying it's not explainable because it's paranormal. Well, I think that through the, you know, even proper application of critical thinking, eventually everything will be explainable. You know, will we keep finding more and more things and have to keep hammering at more things to explain them? Absolutely. I don't think we're going to run out of subjects, but I think our subjects are going to change. Well, it's an approach, really, isn't exactly. it? And, and that was what I was getting at it is that, like you say, you have professionals who are in the various hard sciences that you can reach out to. And I think that is really the way that it should be done personally. I think, say, as a ufologist, fine, we can take in the report. We can even maybe go so far as uh, collect material evidence if we're careful about it so that we have a proper uh, chain of custody and so on. But when it comes right down to the analysis, I think we should be handing it off to someone else that's not, not in the field at all well, who can say, but, I'm an independent scientist. This is what I found. But you have to be careful with that, too, and make sure that you don't just rely on you know, one specific you know, quote, scientist. Uh, and the example of that, we had a UFO sighting here that uh, pretty much beyond a shadow of a doubt was insects running very close to the lens that they were slowing down and thinking that they were these high-speed aircraft. Oh, yeah, we've seen those so many times. And we had, you know, th this huge blow-up over it. And we went there, and I'll, I'll give you how we explained it. It was really simple. I took a camera and set it up exactly in the position they had looking towards the city. And I took a big fluorescent green poster board and held it about five feet away from the lens of the camera. And strangely enough, we were still seeing the UFOs. Ah, uh -huh. you know what? Yeah, we got to do a break here. I was going to say a very silly pun, very obvious. Not going to do it. Gene, Brian, Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Do you own a timeshare? Well, you probably now realize it wasn't a good idea and the financial strain it's putting on you and your family has you stressed and you probably think there's no way out. This is Steve Sanchez, and you know I've been an advocate for hardworking Americans just like you for 27 years, and there's a way out of this financial nightmare, and my friends at Wesley Financial, the leading timeshare cancellations company in the country, can help you cancel your timeshare guaranteed. Being lied to, misled, and pressured into buying a timeshare doesn't have to be your story, but freedom of being out of it can be. I have a special free information kit that will give you the step-by-step process that Wesley Financial uses to get you out of your timeshare guaranteed. Call 1-800-501-6100. That's 1-800-501-6100 or visit stevesanchez.info. You don't have to have the financial nightmare of a timeshare any longer. Wesley Financial can help you get out guaranteed. Call 1-800-501-6100. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 92 Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now 800-503-8625 hi it's grant cameron from presidentialufo.com you're listening to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio No, we're not going to fly away yet, but this is our final segment. So stay with us. Brian Bonner joins us, and we enjoy having him. He was on last year on the Paracast because he presents a refreshingly skeptical approach. Not the kind of person who's just going to say, oh, it can't be, but he's going to look into things and see what they are. Randall. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I've been trying 
through the whole show to to get you, Brian, to to go. Yeah, there really is something strange out there. I think that there are aliens. We don't know what they are, but you're just like, nah, no, you're not going to get me to. You're, I'm not going to bite. I was going to say, kind of alluding back to where I was, uh, you've really got to watch out for your experts, too. The UFO case that I was talking about, the first thing that uh, the media did was brought in an airline pilot to look at these videos. And he said, I don't know what it is. It's not an aircraft that I've ever seen before. And, you know, from his perspective, he was right because he doesn't normally encounter insects flying right in front of him on video being slowed down. It's just right. not something in his his perspective. And he said, I don't know what it is. So everybody jumped to the conclusion, therefore aliens. And we came in and said, no, it was bugs. So they brought in an entomologist, which would have been a good idea, except they showed this entomologist one frame of a blurry blob on camera. And she said, I never seen an insect like that before. Uh, well, of course she hasn't. She's seen them, you know, wandering around on the ground in front of her, pinned to a board, for example. But that's not the environment that she's seen it in. So to her, it wasn't a bug. So you really need to put a pretty good handle on your controls, too. Yeah, no kidding. And, and of course, that's how the media wants to spin things. I mean, I was brought in here to one of the television studios because they were talking about these things called tree rings up here. And they were trying to... You're talking about the green... They're forest uh, circles. circles. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, they're a fungus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, they, but they, they, they were trying to make rings. it... Yeah. Exactly. These are up in the forest and really quite large. Uh, and uh, they look odd. You can see them from the air even. And uh, they wanted to make it into this paranormal thing. And I was going, well, I don't know. It looks like something natural to me. And they were expecting me to sort of play along with the game like, oh, yeah, right. yeah, that's something really paranormal. That's really mysterious. I wonder what it could be. And of course, all along, they knew what it was. And then they were going to bring in and this is the classic setup from the Robertson panel, you know, to, to create the illusion of something strange and then deflate everybody with a scientific explanation later. And I just wouldn't bite, you know, that, and so right. they, they didn't use me in the segment. <laughs> well, and I'll, I'll tell you, that's one of the things you said. I'm one of the skeptics that actually stops and thinks about things like that. I grew up watching where the, the, you know, the paranormal show was on and you had the paranormal over the top believer that would come in and say, this is absolutely, you know, whatever it is. And they bring in the quote skeptic who just kind of look at the camera and go, nope, that wasn't it. And that was the end of the show. That was the whole skeptical approach to it. And I'm like that, that cannot be the right way. Neither one of those is coming up with an answer. So I vowed not to be either one of them. Well, yeah, this is, uh, you know, absolutely excellent conversation. Okay, so if we were going to go out on a limb here and say, you know, try to explain some of this stuff, what level of reasonableness do you think we're looking at when we start looking at, well, we, we kind of have to go out there now for something because it's not anything that we can come up with that we know. And we seem to be pretty smart people who don't just fall for everything. So, you know, where do you think we're going with this? You know, unfortunately, we haven't moved too far forward in the past 20 years that I've been doing this because a lot of people 
are meeting the definition of insanity by doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. Whereas we need to come up with new concepts. We need to come up with different theories. We need to analyze things differently because obviously the way that we've been doing it doesn't work. So we just need to keep approaching this differently until we find out what it is. And what is it? Who knows? How about the idea? Um, we discussed this with uh, Dr. Paul Kingsbury, who is actually a real doctor. He's from Simon Fraser University. He's on this uh, scientific coalition for ufology. And uh, he's a cultural geographer. And he believes it's possible to investigate all of this phenomena from an academic perspective perhaps not from a hard sciences perspective, but at least academically, where we take a step back and we go, okay, this is what people are reporting. Let's document that. Let's look at it. Let's try to figure out what it is. Well, and, uh, absolutely. And I mean, can you hard science prove something with a, with a cultural study? No, but it's definitely a way to at least start to document the reports, to document the beliefs, to document the whole story behind it. And that's why we use different people from different fields is because everybody's approach is helpful in trying to come to an end game. I think, yeah, the, the point being that I think we can, I think we could take an objective look at it. We can be objective about it. We can say, okay, we don't know what it is. We know something is going on. If we put a label on it, let's not have it be a label that makes it be something that we can't be sure of what it is, unless it is a label that says that we don't know what it is, like, which is why I use the word alien, because I think it fits. Right. And, and we can say, okay, well, now we just need to do more study. This is what people are reporting. This is the type of trace evidence that was there. This is what kind of experiences people have and document it down and see if maybe there are patterns and experiences and behavior that come out of it. Seems pretty reasonable to me. Well, and that's really the approach we need to take. Do you think, though, after all this recommendation of the approach we need to take, the things we got to do, are we ever going to be able to do it? Maybe. I mean, the only way we're going to find out is to keep trying. And, you know, if we don't keep trying, we'll never know. What does it hurt to keep trying? Well, it doesn't. And, and if we do come up with rational explanations for things, you know, a lot of the hauntings that we've had, we've come up with rational explanations that have honestly helped people because they don't have to be you know, afraid of their house anymore. They don't have to be afraid of something anymore because we've given them something rational that they, they misunderstood. And I've heard people say, you know, thanks for giving me my life back because up until you guys showed up, I was terrified of everything. I think we got that because we, another guest that we had on fairly recently, Morgan Knudsen from up here in Edmonton, uh, same thing. She gets so much satisfaction from being able to help people. And this is a strange, weird phenomena, but she is so positive of a person that you would not believe it. And she gets so much satisfaction doing exactly what you're saying, being able to help people in their lives, uh, it, especially when it turns out to be something mundane. Brian Bonner, please tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. 
Uh, you can find us at RockyMountainParanormal.com, and there is all sorts of fun information there, a lot of investigations. Uh, you name it, it's there. So come on over and visit. You find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. Mostly it's just announcements of shows, but we are happy to interact. On Facebook, we brave the security concerns and have a Facebook community and a group for the Paracast. We also have the Paracast store at theparacast.store for branded merchandise. And then we have the Paracast Plus, where we offer the After the Paracast podcast with color commentary or special interviews or continuations of the Paracast interview. And of course, William Puckett comes on every week to present the latest UFO sightings and his analysis. So it's something that you really want to take advantage of. And the way to find out more is to go to plus.theparacast.com. Plus.theparacast.com. We offer you basic sign-up information, how to get started, and enjoy that new download, all those shows. Brian Bonner, always a breath of fresh air. Thanks for coming on The Paracast. Thanks for having me. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.